Once in a while, you run into someone that you just cannot get enough of. Their personality is infectious. Today's guest is one of those people. Help me welcome to PB and Style, Miss Rakesha Pittman. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PB and Style. We are so excited to have with us Miss Rakesha Pittman. And ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. I was with her a few weeks back in San Antonio, and she gave the most amazing introduction to who she was at a networking event. And honestly, we were all waiting for, I called it the sequel, because it was so good. It was like a movie. We wanted to hear like what, what came next. So she is definitely going to be an exciting interview. And uh, she's going to share with us all of her, well, not all, but some of her tips and tricks about publishing and, and, and the, what you have in you and how she's able to pull it out to help you tell your story and just be a better entrepreneur or uh, professional, whatever it is this book you have in you um, can bring out of you. So, Rakesha, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. <laughs> So, guys, we're going to jump in, and I want to share with you a little bit about Rakesha, who she is. Um, so we've got her buyer here. So listen to this, because this is just amazing. I love what she calls herself. She is affectionately known as the right, W-R-I-T-E, midwife. And she has successfully trained hundreds of authors. I said hundreds. That's two zeros, guys. Hundreds of authors to publish their books worldwide. She uses innovative strategies, step-by-step instruction, and personal coaching. And if that weren't enough, she also has courses. So yes, guys, if you are thinking about or have thought about thinking about writing a book, she is definitely the person to talk to. Um, She's an established author herself with multiple books, newspaper columnist. She's a public speaker. I love hearing her speak. And she's an innovative trainer. And guys, not only has she inspired thousands of people to turn their unique talents into treasures, but she inspired me just listening to her. I've written a book. Um, it's not quite out there yet, but I have written one. But she inspired me to write another one, and I'm excited All about right. that. Um, she, has, uh, she launched Renaissance Publications in 2010 and began training authors online through her Divine Turnaround Online Training Program. She then launched Eagles International Authors Institute to accommodate the growing demand for her services. Yes, guys, she is in demand, and she's going to tell you all about that. She recently launched Get Right Publishing, which includes an elective elective style publishing university for business owners, corporate managers, organizational leaders, and anyone with a message that they need to spread. So again, welcome, Rakesha. We are so excited to hear from you. Um, I'm so anxious to get into just the nitty-gritty of this interview because when we were in San Antonio, um, the way your presentation went, it was like light bulbs started going off, and you could see people in the room going, 
oh, wow, I guess I could probably stand to listen to her and pull some stuff out. So I think you are a perfect person to interview for PBN Style because it is the representation or at least a manifestation, I would say, the books the things that you pull out of people and help them kind of get down in book form is a manifestation of them truly understanding their value and what they have to offer. And you provide a way for them to do that um, by getting it out of them and onto paper. So I'm excited, excited, excited for you to share with people what that could look like for them. So first and foremost, let's hear a little bit about you. Tell us who you are and a little bit about your own entrepreneurial journey, how you came to this right midwife point in your life? Sure. I am Rakesha Pittman, and I am turning talents into treasure. I have adopted that as my life mantra. Um, and when we really can identify what that core talent is on the inside of you, it will be reflected in every piece of branding, business, every decision that you make, everything that you post, every book that you release, it's all there. So that's the key for me understanding what I have on the inside, and I have taken those talents to the world. So what is funny about how I became the right midwife, my students started calling me midwife. It's <laughs> <laughs> they said, yeah, that's our midwife. She's our midwife. So I just, you know, I embraced it. Um, sometimes you can find out who you are by what people say about you. And I'm not just saying the negative things, but I, I always say if people keep asking you for it, it's probably a business. So that was a little nickname they gave me, and I wear <laughs> it proudly. And the thing that I know about uh, midwifery <laughs> is that it is my job to help people bring out what's within them. I think that sometimes the wrong approach that people who are in coaching or training have is that they try to replicate themselves. Well, that is not my goal. My goal is I, I can identify or help to tap in to what you already have. I didn't put it there. You had mm -hmm. it there when we met. So what's on the inside of you, I say, okay, hey, here's a channel where it can be released, whether it's a book, whether it's a business, whether it's an idea, or, or just something that you're not quite sure, you know, you're nervous about. I help to bring it out. And sometimes it is a painful process. Mm. So when I'm kind of going into all this birthing process, when, when you're releasing a book, it literally contains your DNA. When you think about it, the essence of who you are, uh, your personality is there. We can trace you in there. Your history may be in there. Your voice is in there, you know. But when it's on the inside of you, sometimes you're unsure, how can I release this? And so I remind people, telling your story can be painful uh, for those of us who are human beings, <laughs> which are all of mm, us, unless your true. pets are listening with you, you know. Uh, we have pain, but, but pain and growth often go together. So you have to push it out. You have to carry it on the inside of you, and you have to show it off to the world. So that's how I became the midwife for writers. I've been writing since I can remember, literally, since I was a little girl, I would write all kinds of 
stories and poetry and songs and plays and, and, and <laughs> monologues. And I would do speech competitions. So, you know, when people hear me speak, it's been a long time coming. I love it. I love the performing art. So it all works together. Um, so don't discount any part of your story. Uh, it comes into play. It could, it, it could have been a training ground even if you don't uh, choose it as a career path. But what I want to remind everybody is, is that you are a part of history. And if you don't record it, nobody knows. So that's why it's important. And your story may not be your life story. It may be your work story. It may be your business story. It may be uh, your practical advice. It may be your comedy. It may be a children's book. But we need your voice in the earth. And that is what I do. That's, that's, a, that's a good point that I wanted you to make. I was, gonna, I was waiting on that in that way to ask that question because I don't want people to think that you can only help them write an autobiography or a how-to book or, you know, um, a memoir. I want them to know just off of what you said, even if it's a, a nonfiction, wait, is it fiction? Nonfiction. You could do fiction as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so if it were, even if it were a fiction book and, and, and it wasn't real and it was, it was just something that you had in you, that still comes from you. And elements of that story, like you said, are going to tell parts of you. It's still going to have your DNA. So yes. it's still important for you to tap into who you are, like you said, and really know yourself because through that knowledge you'll be able to uh, transfer that information onto a page. Maybe it's a character in the book. Maybe it's a feeling that you want someone to have. It still has impact on the book itself. Whether it's you know, I don't want people to think that you only do, um, you only no. help them with with um, how tos or autobiographies or like I said, memoirs. But it's important for them to know, like you said, it's in them. It has their DNA, regardless of the genre of book. You know, the the type of book. It's, it's still going to have their DNA. So you help them pull that out. You help them birth that. That's where you got that name, midwife, right? You help them. Yes. Whatever's yeah. on the inside of you, even if it's a world that we um, are not familiar with now, you can release that word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can create that world if yes. you just take what's on the inside and bring it out. I think sometimes we are so ashamed to show our stuff, you know, we're, we're, we're so, um, I don't want to say competitive, but now more than ever, social media has mm -hmm. given us a channel and a platform to communicate and also be criticized. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. so if, if, you, if you are a people pleaser or if you kind of feel like, you know, your art is a private matter, it may be a little bit more challenging, but I would um, encourage you to let's deal with that. Um, you know, and what's so funny is I have found myself even as a book writing strategist, right? Mm -hmm. um, people have to deal with who they are. So sometimes you'll have to get a little counseling mm -hmm. um, or we'll have mm -hmm. to deal with the root of where did this come from? Because if you can identify any negative forces or any roadblocks or anything internally that you're self-sabotaging yourself, then usually I can get them to the finish line if they've gotten stuck somewhere along the way. You know what? Again, guys, this is PB, and that's the personal branding side of things, and she is hitting the nail on the head. I've been saying this for years. You have to know yourself and truly understand your value because that is going to be the gauge for the volume of that personality and how you put it out there and project it to the world, whether it's a book, 
whether it's a marketing campaign, whether it's dealing with business partners and collaborators, whether it's dealing with customers, whether it's customer service um, uh, programs and systems and policies you might have, you have to really understand how you operate because, like yes. she said, it's, a, it's one way to help pull you through the negative and keep you on track for what it is you're trying to do. So, so Rakesha, let me ask you. We're talking about personalities and um, like pulling out, birthing these books. How would you suggest someone, or what would you su- suggest to someone um, like me, and obviously like you? You might be a little more Type A than I am. I'm like almost all the way uh, <laughs> creative. <laughs> I have a little Type A in me, but not enough to really talk about. But how would you suggest someone like me um, get themselves structured to a point that they can? get their ideas on paper, like to pull out that, uh, that, I guess, the information, that gold they have in themselves that can be transferred into a book. How would we start that? How would we get organized? Absolutely. One of the things that you will always hear me say is publishing comes by discipline, not by inspiration. And the reason why I say this is because lots of creatives meet me and they say, I've been working on a book for seven years. It does not take seven years to publish a book. However, that is because often it will come in, in inspirational spurts, but it doesn't work. You do need a structure. So the first exercise that I often do with people is the good old-fashioned outline. Mm-hmm. And whatever way that outline works for you, you need a road map or you need an itinerary to get from the beginning of your journey to the end of your journey. And if anyone's like me, I can, I can get off on a tangent pretty easily if I I don't have, you know, it's like, <laughs> like a GPS. If I don't know where I'm going, I'll turn down a street just because it looks great, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes we do that in our writing. But if you can really, and you don't, it doesn't have to be a detailed outline. However, the more details you have, the better. Mm-hmm. But you generally can guess and say, okay, what type of book am I writing? If it's a nonfiction book, um, let's say I want 10 chapters. And if I don't have the, the chapters or the titles, the title of every chapter yet, I could at least put the general theme that I want to cover, put some points down that I want to make sure to say any types of quotes or or anything uh, that I want to cover and then get started. And this is one of the reasons why I say that writer's block is kind of like you had no plan. Because when I have a plan, um, let's say I'm in chapter three, right, and I don't have anything else to say about the subject at that time, when I have my outline, I can really skip to something I am burning uh, that I just have to get out, and that might be in chapter seven. I can skip to chapter seven and then go fill in the potholes of chapter three later, or maybe there's an experience that's going to happen to me tomorrow that will be perfect for chapter three tomorrow, Mm -hmm, but not today. mm -hmm. So you won't have a road block if you know like your GPS will say mine does now we're all modern right it will say there's a traffic ahead a delay alternate route available and it will reroute you to still get you to that destination that's good that's good you're absolutely right starting with the plan like you know, I always say have know what the end game is and then yes. you in the gap to again it still goes back to what it is that's in you that you feel is valuable enough to put on paper because when you know what the end game is, what you're ultimately trying to say, and you know your worth, your value, you understand yourself and your, um, you know, your preferences for doing things, you can always, like you said, get back on track. You can go back and fill in the potholes later 
because it's not that you don't know what you want to say or that you're, like you said, having a, a writer's block. It's that your mind is projecting you forward and you're maybe getting a little bit ahead of yourself or yes. maybe particular subject matter is relevant at that moment, but it's not chapter two or chapter three, it's chapter eight, you know, but if you have that outline, like you said, you can skip to chapter eight and go ahead and get that information down and then come back and fill in the blanks. But it's all about having that roadmap, like you said, and knowing what that end game, that destination is, what you're ultimately trying to tell people with your story so that you can sort of stay focused regardless of the, the, uh, the, the timing or the pattern or the order that you write the, the, the outline out. So you're absolutely right. I love that. I love that, guys. She's, she is hitting every key point that I just this whole podcast is about. She's like personal branding is not logos and websites and business cards. Right. It's, it's understanding yourself enough to know how to brand yourself, how to use the tools that you have in front of you to develop the message that you're trying to convey to the people in a way that's organic and authentic and clear and consistent. I mean, that's just like she's doing an amazing job. And gosh, I wish you could see her in person. So I can't wait to tell you guys or get her to tell you about some of the things she's got coming up that you can see her in person. But for now, I will calm myself down. We'll get to that part. (laughs) In a little bit. So what inspires you or who inspires you, um, Rakisha, to continue this this quest, this journey you're on? Um, I know that you said as a young child you always loved to read and you were always writing plays and, and writing books and stories, but where did that come from? You know, I, I – well, if, if I'm going to be transparent, which you know I will be, <laughs> I was raised in a strict – home, a strict upbringing mm. where we couldn't really watch a lot of television um, and, and, and participate in some things, you know. So mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. found myself, I read voraciously. I, The library and I were besties. I read, I could not even tell you how many books I've read in my life. But I think that that helped me. It opened up possibilities to me. And then I decided uh, if I see it done, hey, I can do that too. I've been a little fearless in that way. I'll try it. I, you know, you don't know if you can do it or not until you try. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least try it once. So I would make up games and I would make up songs. <laughs> and I would you entertained yourself. Right. And, and, and I just refused to let I, my first actual production, I was 15 years old and did wow. a full production because nobody was going to tell me I was too young. You know, I just, I never let people's opinions weigh me down. I don't know if it was an innate thing, but I was just so determined that, hey, if if I thought I could do it, how dare you tell me I can't, you know? Right. uh, That's what I'm encouraging um, our listeners to do is, Try it. You know, there are some things that you might, and you do not have to be a great writer. Let me say that. I do have an English degree. I loved it. I did it because I loved it, not because there was a ton of money in it. But, ha-ha, <laughs> you know, I flipped the script on that. And I right? actually you know, made a pretty good career out of this. But, you know, you have to know who you are innately and on the inside and mm-hmm. do what you love and Stop letting people hammer you down with what their expectations are because Gosh, the bottom so line true. is, I mean, you know, you have to live with you. 
Rakeisha, you could, if there were a text on it, girl, you could take it. And that's something you you could preach on that one all day right there. You have to know yourself in eight minutes, just like you said. I mean, you just have to. It all stems from that. How are you going to be the person you were designed to be if you aren't sure of who you are in the first place? Right. And I just and love so, how you, you just sort of, you just com- continue to reinforce everything that personal branding is about in that, you know, you, your influence, where you came from, positive, negative, your mm-hmm. influence as, as a child, where you had a strict upbringing, you read books, you entertained yourself with the word. I surely did. <laughs> and that, that, that translated for you as an adult into an amazing successful entrepreneur who teaches other people how to write words that other people can read and learn from and grow from. I mean, it's just, yes. it's outstanding. And I love, 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 love your story. And so, when you talk inspiration, right? People, it, I don't think it's one person. Mm-hmm. I love, I'm a people watcher. Mm-hmm. I observe people's patterns and personalities. Oh, I yes. learn from anybody. And I think that if you just open yourself up to not be hierarchical Mm -hmm. in the way that you live and are open, you can get, you can get a lesson, you know, from a, I'm telling you, that is the absolute truth. That's the absolute truth. I, you know, uh, well, when I was in high school, um, uh, but I would, I would just sit and listen to what the students around me were talking about and I would watch Mm -hmm. and I would, you know, sort of learn from what they did and, you know, especially when it came time to, you know, go to college and they were all preparing for college. And so I would listen. So I knew when to take the SAT and I knew what programs to apply for and I knew what grants I needed and particular scholarships and things like that. May not be the best example to share on a podcast, sorry guys, but the truth of the matter is, just like you said, Mm -hmm. I watched and I listened and I paid attention and I learned and you can do that with people around you and they can become inspiration and they can and the encouragement to do things that you wouldn't have even thought of doing had you not seen it heard it and learned yes and so you're absolutely right you do have to um regardless of your personality if you just sit back and watch and listen pay mm-hmm. attention You'll learn some stuff, and then you can incorporate that into how you prefer to do things, but the knowledge is still there. doesn't matter how you use the knowledge, but you get the knowledge from watching and listening and learning. Absolutely. So, so good. So what do you recommend aspiring writers do? I know if everybody goes to Rakesha's website, you'll see. We'll get to that, everything, in a little bit later. But I know aside from helping you get that book out of you, you also help them to promote the book or to gain some sort of a following from the book. So what do you recommend aspiring writers do to build a following for their genre? You know, what if they've never written a book before? What if they don't have a following? How do you pull that part together for them? Right, and, and going along with my midwifery theme, what I say is, no one just shows up, or very rarely, I know no one, okay, who mm-hmm. just shows up one day and says, hey, here's my baby, and we're like, when were you pregnant? <laughs> so there has to be a preview. You build anticipation. That's so, funny. so I, t- you know, I tell people, build an audience for your book in advance. So if you know that you are going to release a book 
um, a few months, there's a strategy, right? A few months in advance, you should probably talk about it, uh, mm. blog about it, post about it, write about it. I do author workshops all the time. I did one even this past weekend. And I said, raise your hand if you've done uh, a live video in the last 14 days and it was only one person. So mm. there are tools out there. We need to know that you know your stuff before we read your stuff, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. there is a way. If you, if you get some traction and you get engagement and you get people to talk about it. So, for instance, if I'm going to release a book about mentoring, you will see me talk about mentoring at least 60 days in advance of that. I'll probably do several posts about mentoring, mm. hashtags about mentoring photographs about mentoring, conversations about mentoring. So then when I tell you about my book, it's not just buy, 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 buy. You will right. already You provided valuable open. content. Yes, absolutely. And so by the time I tell you about the book, you already know that I know my stuff, so you will want to know more about it. Right. So, and so I tell people, you know, get involved in social media. Make sure that you're networking. Um, what groups are you a part of that even broach the subject that you want to say? Because if you um, aren't connected to or, or your, your subject doesn't resonate with a lot of people, that will directly impact your book sales. That's so true. And it sounds like to me, Rakesha, what you're telling people to do is be intentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know that you have a book on mentoring coming out, like you said, You can't just plop it out on a Tuesday and expect people to uh, find it credible because they've not heard you speak about mentoring in the past. So it's like you just threw something together. It could possibly be the mentality of those looking. But like you said, if you have provided valuable content, you've created an intentional campaign for your book where you're giving bits and pieces of maybe the book or you're talking about mentoring and and like, like you said, giving pictures and posting articles and just things of that nature that rally around this topic of mentoring and people see that you have something to say on the issue, then they're absolutely, when it's time to pop the book out, they'll say, wow, she's been talking about this for some time. Let me see what else she has to say on the issue. Because if she's got this, she's been saying all these great things for free. Imagine what this book is going to have in it. So you're just telling them to be intentional. And learn from success. You know, the, the entertainment industry gets it. They'll give us a preview for a movie months in advance. They'll build mm-hmm. this anticipation. You know, they'll do a preview. They'll get buzz talking about it. And then everybody packs out the theater. Well, it's the same way with us. I mean, even in the television industry, same thing. They'll give you a preview for next week. They're talking about it on social media. They're getting hashtags going, interaction and engagement. So I encourage people, if you can get people, don't just talk at them. Let's talk to each other. Let's get an interactive, invite them to be a part of the conversation so that when you're ready to release a book, you know, they'll talk back to you with their dollars. Right, right. Absolutely. So you've talked about writing the book and writing the, having an outline to help you sort of stay focused. And we talked about um, promoting and being sort of ahead of the game and being intentional in that way. What challenges or other challenges um, do you find your clients or people trying to write a book have? Money. Maybe like not knowing themselves. (laughs) Okay, money. Money, 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 money. (laughs) There is this, uh, when you don't, um, I would say do your due diligence, 
you don't know how much things cost. So, like, if we want to buy a car, we know if someone's overcharging us if you've done your research. Right. It's the same thing in the book publishing industry. There's all types of people out there, and they're aiming to take advantage of people who don't know what they're buying. So Mm. they will sell you pipe dreams and tell you they can do all of this stuff for your book. And what they're really doing is making you a a customer to to have the privilege of buying books that make them wealthy, buying copies of your books that make them wealthy for you to have the privilege of calling yourself an author. Book publishing is a small business. So if you do this correctly, you will get a return on that investment. So people, one, either don't, don't um, have enough money in mind. And remember, you know, if you plan this, right, if you plan this in advance, you will. Or they think, I don't have the money for that, or they overspend for it. So either Mm. way, it's still a problem. But let me say this. I don't know where people think that publishing a book is free. That's a lie. (laughs) It's not true. I can can attest to that fact. It is not free. It's not free, and if you want a good quality book, that it's going to take a team for that to happen. You, you need editing. You need graphic design. You need mm-hmm. interior formatting. You mm-hmm. need to make sure that what's on that cover, that exterior, your barcode, the, the information is right. And it takes a team, and you probably won't have a team of volunteers because they're not very <laughs> experienced, right? So just okay. do your diligence. Do your due diligence. Do a little research and be prepared. So one of the things that I do immediately is I teach fundraising. People forget wow. that business businesses ask for capital. So I have done webinars for fundraising. I have done training on fundraising specifically for authors, and I help you find the money or generate money to publish your book in the black and not in debt. Wow. Guys, you can't beat that with a stick. What publisher do you know is going to help you raise funds? Most of them want to take funds. They'll definitely take the payment, but who's helping you? That's an awesome, awesome uh, uh characteristic of your business because you don't find that very often that people are going to help you raise the money because it's and what it says to me again it speaks to your style and we'll get to your style in a bit right now I'm working on the personal branding piece but that speaks to your style you are trying to help people just like a midwife just like you said I mean they did give you the perfect name like your goal isn't to gouge people or try to take advantage of them like a lot of publishers will do you truly sincerely and authentically want to help people pull out the message they have inside and I can attest to that guys she is so wonderful she I mean she's very personable and I feel like she's very genuine when she speaks and I think that that comes through in the way you do business because that's who you are. That's your style. That's very obvious that you are caring and you want to help people, like you said, pull out that or birth that book in them. So that's great advice, guys. Um, I can't wait to get to the style piece because I'm always. I just want to sell, sell, sell all your stuff. I want you to tell everybody about all this fun stuff because I know because I was there, so I'm excited about it. But. Um, so I did a, a Facebook Live uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago. No, it was last week. And I talked about five tips to tackle the overwhelm. And um, I know that from me writing my book, um, and and it's just a little, little bitty snippet. I mean, it's not a, a huge, massive novel or anything. But just in writing that, it was overwhelming. 
especially mm-hmm. along with all the other things that I have going on, obviously. And I took your, I mean, I, I did it. I didn't know you at the time that I wrote the, I wrote this book probably two years ago, but, um, but I too do that process where I write an outline out and I get my thoughts out. I'm a huge proponent, proponent of getting what's in my head out on paper because I don't like the muddled feeling of all this stuff going on in my head and I get paralyzed by overwhelm a lot. You know, I can if I don't like get it out. But I talked about these five tips to tackle overwhelm. What tips can you give for those who are contemplating writing a book, getting it out on paper? Um, what Besides the outline, obviously, um, because we talked about that, but what else would you give, what tips could you give um, to help with this overwhelm? Do quarterly cleaning. And what I'm saying is we hold on. If I would come and look at some of your garages or storage units, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would find that we hold on to things that we feel are sentimental but are no longer valuable. And a lot of this overwhelm comes from bless someone else, release it, sell it, clean it. Uh, on your plate, there, there may be some uh, assignments that you are hoarding, and I say mm. hoarding, that you, it's time for you to pass the baton. It's time for you to delegate. You need to clear things out. Do you know how I help? I deal with hundreds of people annually, and I help tons of clients annually, and I publish every year. It's not because I have tons of time. It's because I focus time, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes at a time. I cannot work. I cannot run a marathon in a day, but I can do it in a week. So with my book, hey, 15 minutes at a time is what I can do. You have to do it in bite-sized pieces. If you're constantly progressing, you will get to the goal. So Mm. you have to know, be honest with yourself. Say no. No is not a bad word. Say not now. Own your project with me. When I am writing a book, I let my whole circle know, hey, guys, I am writing a book. I really, this 15 minutes is sacred to me. Or Mm. I'm doing 300 words right now and I'm on word 201. I have 99 words to go. And so everyone will have to kind of give me that space. I, 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 um, strongly <laughs> demand that I have that time, that, that my circle supports it. And it's not overwhelming to them either. I don't have to go off for, for a month to write my book. Right. But if I work on it a little bit at a time, get up 15 minutes earlier. Hey, cut my lunch break down by 15 minutes. You know, because at night I'm not going to do it. This goes back to knowing who you are. I am not going to work out at night. This is me. I'm not, I'm not going to write at night. So mm-hmm. I have to do it when I know I'm most likely to do it. So set a schedule for yourself. Don't let yourself off the hook and do it and release things. I know it's hard. I know you've been doing it for 15 years. I know that we get applauded for sticking in there. But the truth is some of us, we we need to stop looking for the gold watch in terms of what we're doing and do things that are efficient and effective, even if that means you cut some things short. Gosh, I love that. There are some people who truly, truly needed to hear that because they hold on to, like you said, the minutia of just, just the stuff that just needs to be uh, cleared out, delegated, or assigned to somebody else. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's true. We allow those things to paralyze us and keep us from doing it. I, 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 you have those people who um, use it as crutches, too. 
Like they mm-hmm. don't want to fail at writing a book. They don't want it to be good. Or they don't want to fail at something. So they create all these crutches that they can hold on to and these contingencies. Like if I do this, then maybe I'll have time. Or if, if, I, can't, if I can't get that done, I won't be able to do it. Or, but you're saying clear all that out and just mm-hmm. designate time, be intentional, you yeah. know, have that plan, set that schedule. Um, but it, again, it all goes back. So you won't be able to do that you know, effectively if you don't know yourself well enough to understand those patterns that happen in your life and how you tend to sabotage yourself. You've got to be able to overcome those obstacles. Um, so it, it is, we just kind of circled all the way back to knowing yourself. Guys, personal branding is in everything. That's why I love Yes, love. it is. PB and style. Okay. So you always look amazing. Now I want to get well, you know what, guys? We need to take a quick little break. And before I get to her style, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear a little bit about Ms. Rakicha Pittman's style and how she does things. And uh, we'll get to this awesome wrap dress uh, section I have with her. <laughs> Hang on tight. We'll be back. Once you become an author, you can never be unauthorized. Publish the right way with Rakesha Pittman, global publishing strategist. Fiction, nonfiction, children's books, lead magnets, and more can be at your door with Get Right Publishing. That's Get, W-R-I-T-E, Publishing. Call today, 972-535-6242. All right, guys, we are back. And again, we are here with Ms. Rakesha Pittman. And hello again, Ms. Rakesha. We're back. Hello. Um, Rakesha, before we left to go on our little commercial break, I was talking about your style and the amazing wrap dress obsession I have with you. I talked about it the whole time we were together in San Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I've seen you, you look amazing. Um, but guys, before I get her to answer these questions, I want you to know that when we're talking about style, we're not talking about um, just wardrobe and like the way we wear our hair. What I'm talking about are those replication of preferences that make Rakesha recognizable to her audience and make her and us, you know, just in general when I speak of it, I'm talking about those things, those little breadcrumbs that people recognize and know that it's your product, it's your service. Um, they recognize your customer service. They recognize um, your policies and procedures in your business, and they know that that is operating standard practice or standard operating practice for you. And uh, of course, wardrobe and uh, uh, just all types of uh, the visual styling, the logos, the websites, all of that are ways that people can recognize you. But I don't want you to get hung up on the word style and think that it's synonymous with fashion in this segment of the podcast. Um, And that said, so Rakesha, (laughs) I am going to talk about the beautiful wrap dresses that you wear. And I know when we spoke in San Antonio and you were talking to people, you mentioned the bright, vibrant colors that you like to wear and the statement Mm -hmm. necklaces. Tell us a little bit about why that is and how that all came to be. Right. Yes. I want people to feel as comfortable as possible having a conversation with me. I live for stories, right? So if I am somehow showing do not approach, then people will not, uh, I will miss out on that joy and that experience 
experience and that wealth. So I do things that I know will spark a conversation, right? So yes. I'll wear a beautiful dress in a beautiful color because it's going to get compliments. Now, I don't do it to impress people, and this is where there is a strategy in it, even though it may. There's mm-hmm. a strategy in it. I know that I'm going to get people to respond, so I do it. So if I do it in a dress, First of all, I'm going to tell you my secret, so don't tell anybody, okay, guys? Okay, um, keep it a secret. Guys. I love the wrap dresses, one, because I don't feel self-conscious in them. No matter if I am my ideal fitness uh, shape or I am mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've found in these dresses is they flow, they travel well, they're easy, they look great. They're forgiving. So that's one of, for, for me, one of the reasons I don't like to do a lot of ironing and all of that. It's Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I'll wear flowy dresses. I don't have to worry about what my legs look like. <laughs> Amen. I know it's funny, but that goes back to knowing who you are, right? It so does. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Yes. Yes. Oh, girl, this is just such a good interview. I'm just you loving know. it, but keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and even, or if it's a basic dress, I'll do a statement piece. I'll do a necklace that pops, that's vibrant, an earring, something. I'll, I'll have a, I have these pins that I have that are blinged out. Yes, pins. I've seen and them. Anything. Yes, anything to spark up a conversation. Complete strangers walk up to me. They'll compliment my necklace, my pin, my hair, my dress, whatever it is, and we end up hitting it off usually, and it's great. So, so what I'm saying is strategically, this is what I ask everyone in business, branding, whatever it is you're doing. Do you look like a good investment? I want to God. look like a safe, a vault, a depository, Somewhere where people feel that their investment is safe, where there's the investment of your story, your time, your money. I want to make sure that they feel safe. If something looks like anybody can take it or steal it, you know, mm-hmm. then people aren't going to feel as safe with you. So it doesn't mean that I have to wear red bottoms or it doesn't mean that my um, attire is so brand name. But what I'm saying is when you are in an industry, you should be authentic to the message of whatever industry you are in. If you say that you are a chef, then I need to see that. (laughs) If you are a dog walker, I need to see that. So be authentic even in your style and make sure that you marry your branding well with the way that you present yourself to people. That's so true. That's so true. And you're right. Um, Guys, when you see Rakesha in person, she is always very well put together and she's wears these most most beautiful dresses. Um, I am still going to raid her closet and get that beautiful purple one she was wearing in San Antonio. <laughs> I've decided that she can no longer have that. Um, but, yes, she just always looks very well put together. And then her presence, and when you speak to her, she you want to work with her. I told you when we, when she, we were um, doing a networking event, we were both facilitating a speed networking event with a good friend of ours, and when she stood up to tell people who she was, first of all, she looked amazing. She had this beautiful multicolored dress and beautiful statement necklace. But the way she spoke, it matched that, which means she got her personality, how she chose to do business, her preferences. They all came together in this perfect combination of Rikisha-ness that people just, I mean, everyone turned around and had to see what she was saying and hear what she was talking about. And that is how she's choosing strategically, as she mentioned, 
to grab the attention of those people she wants to know about her and she wants to know about also. So it's a great tool to use. You don't have to be the wrap dress queen. You don't have to wear the statement necklace. But, you know, just your style message needs to speak the message of your brand and what you want people to get from that. Like she said, she wants to showcase a vault. She wants you to know that when you work with her, you're in good hands. Your stuff yes. is secure. And she portrays that in the way she looks. And so that's something to think about in terms of your own personal style um, and what that and how that works with your brand. Great, great, great lesson. So, Rakesha, tell us yeah. a little bit about the books that you've written and sort of what they talk about and how they can be helpful. Yes, and I want to encourage you all. I think that we put too much pressure on ourselves to stay in one lane. Uh, when people say stay in your lane, I'm anti-stay in your lane. I think that there's a concept called lane shifting, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, that means that you can whenever, merge. You can merge. Come on, you can't. And whatever I am licensed to drive qualifies me Amen. for the lane that I can take. So you can always upgrade and lane shift, and that's the book. So let me get off of that. But what I'm saying is I started writing in the arts. The arts was my passion. The arts was what I did. I'm a stage baby. The arts, the arts, the arts. Well, if you've ever, if you've ever noticed, there's not a whole lot of money in the arts uh, in general. <laughs> So I shifted because I wrote a book. My first book was in the arts. It was 371 pages. Even though it was great writing, guess what people asked? Who's your publisher? So people really uh. got – so I – the publishing industry actually found me mm. uh, because I kept on producing books, and people wanted to know, can you teach me how – to write books. I know that you're writing about art. So I did, oh, my first seven books, I think, were in art, and then my last five books are in, uh, I did three books on book publishing. Of course, that's my industry. Mm -hmm. So because I was teaching courses, I decided, okay, let me write textbooks to go along with these courses so that I can have a shorter conversation. <laughs> right. You know, whatever industry you're in, you can actually save years worth of conversation by writing a book. So I did uh, books in that industry. I continue. My latest three books, I'm doing a trilogy that's coming out. My latest three books are actually on business. Because mm. when I found that I, 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 if people keep asking you for it, it's probably a business. People are always asking me, how did you leave corporate America? Can you tell me? Can you show me? So now I'm putting all of those into a book and yet um, expanding. Yes, I'm a publisher. Yes, I help people publish, but I will not be pigeonholed, okay? I Amen. Uh, yes, so I'm going to make sure when I go into, as I go into the business arena and I'm speaking to people as a platform speaker, I have books that speak to that audience. So don't be afraid to have a book for any audience that you may find yourself in front of frequently. So the publishing books might not speak to them, but the business books will. So whenever I show up, I show up with a resource for that particular audience. That's called lane shifting, ladies and gentlemen. You can embrace it. Times change rapidly. Technology is changing. My vote is go with it. And don't be afraid to be and, 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 and work all the talents God gave you. I was accused of, you know, I'm never going to be, she's never going to be successful because she's got too many things going on. Well, I'm sorry God blessed me with more than one talent. <laughs> That's not my fault. You need to take that up with him. But like you said, there was a time and a season for things, and you shift up. 
Yes. Hopefully. Yes. You're shifting up, hopefully. So you might start on one level, but don't be afraid to go where the audience is taking you. Like you said, if people are continually to ask you for things, maybe that's the next level that you should take. But don't be mm -hmm. afraid of it. And certainly don't let people pigeonhole you like you said they don't pigeon don't let people pigeonhole you if you have multiple talents and skills and you know that you can add value to the world give the world a value yes people who don't shift become has-beens there you see go that in the sports industry if you don't know how to bank your future you will be a former i don't ever want to be a former and have former glory you know absolutely um so so, so this world, I mean, it's just, it's, there's too much opportunity for you to just be stuck in one thing. It's not, retirement is not what it used to be. Build your own future. You know, so go true. for it, guys. So, so true. So you've got the books. Sounds like from all accounts, we're, we're up to 12, 7, I mean, 10, yes. 12 books. Yeah, 12, yes. <laughs> tons of books, tons of books, people. Uh, and like she said, you've got the art books, you've got the business books, so you've got tons, you've got the publishing books, tons, tons, tons to read about from Ms. Rakeisha Pittman, and she can help you write your own. So I happen to know a little birdie told me in San Antonio that you had some conferences coming up, a tour maybe? Tell us a little bit oh. about that. So, yes, so uh, the Author Expo is selecting 10 cities for 2018 that we're coming to to engage the author community to connect not only authors, let me say, but those who provide author services. I'm a great collaborator. I love connecting and collaborating. So graphic designers, photographers, editors, videographers, people who provide audio services, my gosh, if you're an illustrator, if you're a printer, if you, if you do marketing materials and design, um, if you have promotional materials that you do, authors need all of this type of stuff. So we're going. We have over 50 author ambassadors who have signed up uh, to bid to host the Author Expo in their city. So South Africa has already secured me. Cape wow. Town, I'm coming. You know, I'm going to Vegas um, next month. So that's just, that's not even in 2018. Like, they just had to have it. And I, I lived there for a little while. That's how so good she there, is, but, people. Oh they're, like, God. getting her, they're locking her down early. Oh, but it is, it is amazing. <laughs> it is exciting. So I'll be able to announce officially the cities, and people are working on that. And um, by the end of this year, I should have a list of the 10 cities that, have been selected across the United States and, of course, abroad uh, to come out there. And the Author Expo, for those of you who just want to come, is absolutely free to attend. So I would not miss me and us when we come to a city near you. Amazing. Yeah, guys, you don't want to miss it. I mean, talk about presentation factor. Wow. If no other reason, that's the reason to go and to see her in the purple wrap dress that I keep talking about, although she <laughs> won't have it because I am going to take it from her. She just does not believe me when I say it, but it's leaving her clothes. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm just going to have to bless you with it. <laughs> um, that is so good, and I'm so excited to, for people to hear about this. Um, because I know there are a ton of people out there who do have a story. I mentioned to you my husband has a story that I'm trying to get out of him, and I've mentioned him, mentioned you to him. So we will be getting you two together at some point uh, here soon because I want you to teach him, you know, how people don't listen to somebody else tell yes. them. 
you know, but anyway, yeah. that's how that goes. So yeah, guys, it's amazing to hear her speak. So you definitely want to have the opportunity to do that. So you want to experience one of her expos. But then also, if you have this booking and you're not even sure where to get started, you can definitely go to her website. Rakesha, we're going to have all of that in the blog that um, uh, supplements this podcast. So sure. guys, don't worry. We're going to make sure that you have all access to Ms. Rakesha. Um, and then uh, also, if you are um, on our PBN style mailing list, you're going to get a little bit uh, more information that I don't share anywhere else. So it's definitely beneficial for you to be on that list so that you can get that information and, and get those details. Um, but before we go, aside from the books that you have written, um, and we definitely want people to pick those up, and we'll have a list of those guys, uh, at least on her website, I'm sure she has access to purchase those, and I'll make sure you have that information available. But aside from those types of books, on a more personal level and helping people to identify themselves and, 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 and kind of tap into their true value, understand themselves better, are there any books that you've read that you could recommend to us that, uh, or the listeners um, that could sort of help them if they're struggling in that journey? On that, are there any books that you could recommend? You know, I got a lot of good grounding from John C. Maxwell, and I know that that might be a standard answer, but one of them that helped me the most in terms of my identity in relation to other people was The 360-Degree Leader by mm. John C. Maxwell. It teaches you how to lead across, down, and up. It teaches you how to lead those who lead you, uh, your peers, and those who you mentor. That, that book broke open something for me in, in, in embracing the fact that I have value to offer everywhere I go. So that is definitely a book that I would read. Also, um, Michael Hyatt wrote a book called Platform, um, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, and it really helped me to solidify my identity because sometimes we feel that there's so much noise out there. Mm -hmm. How do I stand out? So I learned not to compete but to shine. Amazing. That's it. That is such good advice. Read those books. Read That's them such good advice. Them. And, you know, I love John Maxwell also. I love him. I mean, he's like the leadership guru of all time. Yes, um, and is. And you're right by um, – I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read that the other one that you Michael suggested. Michael Hyatt. Yeah, I'm gonna read yes. Michael Hyatt's book. I'm I'm definitely on his pages, but I haven't read his book, but I will because it's important to know yourself and understand your true value because you're right that releases you of the need to compete. You're no longer competing with people. You're just shining your right. light. Just and the shine. people who are attracted to that light will come. Yeah. I love that. So I'm definitely going to pick that one up. Rakesha, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today on the podcast. I hope we didn't take up too much of your time. I get to talk and chow. Oh, I'm the same way. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Rakesha is uh, – definitely going to be doing her, her tour, and she's going to be in Vegas. We know that date for sure by the end of the year, um, and she's yeah. going to let us know a little bit more. But definitely check out her website. That is going to be – Rakesha, just go ahead and tell us which website you want them to check out because I know you've got so many talents, and I'm not sure, sure which one. The main two, I am Get Right Publishing, so that's get, G-E-T-W-R-I-T-E, publishing.com. And if you want to know about the Author Expo, go to theauthorexpo.com. 
Perfect. Guys, thanks again for joining us for this episode of PB in Style. Rakesha, thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Guys, I hope you got tons of valuable information regarding how to pull out that story in you. And I hope you check out Ms. Rakesha Pittman as the right midwife because she's the most excellent person to get your book and help you draw the book out of you. And then she can help you promote it and make you look pretty too, tell you about that. Um, <laughs> so definitely um, be on the lookout for all the new and good stuff she's coming. She's got coming down the pipeline, and I will def, I'll be sharing that in the uh, supplemental blog, blog post as well. Thank you guys again. Rakesha, thank you again. Thank you. Get right. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.